This episode of the All About Nothing podcast is brought to you by GOT Sound Studio. GOT Sound Studio offers a variety of experiences, music, voice, and instrumental recording and production, video, and still photography. GOT Sound Studio has all of your media needs met. Owned and operated by Dominique Stewart, the Neek the Geek, experienced artists as well as up-and-coming will find everything they need to create. Bring your media needs to one of the most talented producers and engineers in the business, Neek the Geek. You can find details by visiting gotsoundstudio.com or calling 803-243-2302. You can also find links in the Friends of the Pod section of our website. Visit theallaboutnothing.com. The All About Nothing podcast may have content and language. That isn't appropriate for some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the All About Nothing podcast. This is episode number 181. I am Barrett Gruber. Also, it's Monday, November the 13th, which I'm, I'm sure that sounds kind of weird because it's not really Monday, November 13th, but uh, yeah, just deal with it. Uh, I am joined uh, this week uh, by the chair for the Low Country South Carolina Democrats and state committee lead for the community engagement at the South Carolina Democratic Party Council of Black Democrats, Erica Sampson. Welcome, Erica. Wow. That was, what an introduction. You like that? I, Wow. Okay. If I have the opportunity, I sometimes come up with much better ones. <laughs> yeah. But all of this that still pretty solid. All of this yeah. is still true, right? It's still true. Yeah, okay. Still true. <laughs> Good. Erica is actually celebrating her birthday. She, she came up to Columbia specifically just for this, mm-hmm. and then she's turning around and driving back to Charleston, mm-hmm. where you fly to Belize tomorrow. That's right. Have, I will be on the plane, checking out, turning all devices off. <laughs> have you Have you ever been to Belize before? I've never been out of the country. No, are you kidding? Mm-hmm. So I was actually supposed to go out of the country um, during the summertime. I was supposed to go to Mexico. And um, so my flight was on a Thursday. My passport didn't arrive till Friday. I was that close. That That stinks. close. Yes. Uh, I, I assume that it was uh, uh, insured and that you were able to. Yes. Okay, so, yeah, good. yeah, yeah. It was all good. So I will be heading out this time. I, I'm not missing this one. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, Belize is amazing. Uh, I have I have only been as close as to the very southern end of Mexico because we stayed at a resort for a, uh, my ex-wife's honeymoon. Uh, but it was uh, we were actually it's it's pretty interesting uh, during our honeymoon. Uh, Belize government fell. Oh, really? There was a coup. Oh man! And uh, refugees from Belize were were coming up the beach, and our resort turned into a, a food and water handout for for refugees that oh, as wow. they were passing through. So, mm-hmm. it was uh, it was it was a really cool experience. They did tell us to stay in our. They told us to stay off the beach. They told us to stay in our. Uh, I guess off of the beach and and mostly on the resort side of things, mm-hmm. uh, but. I, I, we we asked if there was anything you know we could do to help or whatever because I mean we had seen the news and we we kind of knew it was coming but uh, it was a it was an interesting experience. Um, some shout outs this week. Uh, thank you to uh, Dr. Jamil Brooks and Bill Kimmler, candidates for South Carolina State House. Where's the bell? Don't oh gotta... yeah, here. Uh, right yeah, there. get out, get out. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, candidates for the South Carolina State House of uh, Representatives for districts 12 and 13, respectively, uh, as uh, as the, as well as the host of the podcast sensation Black white and blue in the south available on all the podcast platforms uh i enjoyed sitting down with them both discussing the campaigns podcasting uh, as well and, and politics so make sure to subscribe to black white and blue in the south uh also shout out to friend and contributor to the show john Cosas jr broadcast and media relations manager for the columbia fireflies his book uh play by play 
uh, right here, play-by-play -play, uh, from the minors, profiles and baseball profiles of baseball broadcasts uh, from Scranton to Yakima. Uh, his book is now available on, uh, uh, I guess, Books a Million. Uh, what are some other bookstores that still exist? Oh man, uh, Barnes and Noble still Barnes exists in places. Uh, Amazon is, is is where you can also get it. And actually, John is on my uh, my bowling team, so I had him sign it. <laughs> nice. Uh, and, and, and honestly, I can't read your chicken scratch, John. <laughs> I have no idea what this says. I think it says something about support in there, but, uh, but that was all I got. But uh, you can get your book on Amazon. Uh, definitely go and do that. He also will be on December 7th from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock at All Good Books, 734 Hardin Street. So definitely come out and, and, and visit him and get a book signed and that sort of thing. Um, also, congratulations to friend of the show and uh, re-elected mayor of City of West Columbia, Mayor Tim Miles, uh, who reclaimed his seat with reportedly 70% of the vote. Nice. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, he's he 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 took he took that one down. Uh, as well as congratulations to another Midlands mayor who uh, in the town of Casey, uh, that is Elise Pardon. Uh, she also won uh, her respective seat, so she will be serving for her fifth term uh, as mayor. Um, these are two neighboring towns, right? I was about to say, I have no idea. Yeah, they're, these, they're, where they're very close to here. These are. I'm going to have them on here in the next couple of weeks, both of them together, so that we can talk about some of the things that, uh, that they're going to be doing in these next terms for both West Columbia and Casey. So I live in West Columbia, which is just, just down the road just a little bit. So uh, also, shout out to City of West Columbia for another very successful fallback festival. It was last Friday. Uh, we'll talk more about that with Mayor Tim Miles when he sits down with us. And uh, based on some of the articles that I saw, uh, they had hundreds of people out there. Basically, Fallback Festival is a chance for some of the local vendors to come out. They had a couple artists that performed, uh, as well as uh, some art art studio stuff they, they had going on. It was supposed to be really cool. Uh, I missed it. I was camping. <laughs> um, lastly, uh, here's your new Brooklyn Tavern event uh, update for this week. Uh, Honey Revenge, uh, Pollyanna, and Colorblind will be Wednesday, November 15th, Thursday, November 16th. Uh, TX2, Ghost of the East Coast Tour with Kid Baron. Uh, Friday, November 17th, Rejectioners, uh, Crenshaw, Pentecostal, Hill Mouse, uh, Kimberly Walsh. And then Saturday, November 18th, Vincent Nell Emerson. Uh, Goat Whore and Weathered and Spitter on Monday, November 20th. So <laughs> you can check out NewBrooklynTavern.com for, uh, for, for details on, uh, on, on all of what they have going on as well as buying your tickets. So, uh, so I have a, a few articles that I was going to discuss. Mm -hmm. And I wanted uh, you being uh, fairly heavily involved in the Democratic Party, mm -hmm. I would say. Um, Clarence Thomas, did you hear about the RV loan mm -hmm. that was basically forgiven? Okay. So uh, the New York Times reported uh, just last week that apparently uh, Justice Clarence Thomas uh, failed to repay a more a nearly $270,000 loan on a RV that can only be described as uh, what some bands would tour with. Oh, wow. Uh, it was an unbelievable... I've seen pictures of this thing, and uh, I can only describe it as uh, being one of the easily most uh, elaborate RVs. Mm. So... Uh, and we'll 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 dive into some more of that in just a second. But is is that is that something that that black people do <laughs> now more frequently? Is RV? Listen, I'm surprised. The question is, do we still do we camp? <laughs> like, so you know, let's start there. I, and honestly, I would love an RV, a one-stop shop. Sure. You know, but the whole camping right now, I feel like I would love to go camping. But I'm like a technology uh, okay. person where I need an outlet at the campsite. Like that's 
like my type of is that clamping? Maybe it's clamping. Okay, so <laughs> I camp at places that have plugs. Oh, nice. But I camp in a hammock. So mm. I, I, I camp in a hammock, What and, and and it was chilly last weekend, but but what we do is there's a thing called an underquilt that goes mm-hmm. underneath your hammock, mm-hmm. and it kind of, it, it's like a sleeping bag that hangs under your hammock, but it, it catches all of the, uh, the, the, the heat, mm-hmm. doesn't allow for any wind. Oh, wow. And and then you're in a you're nice cushy sleeping bag. See, I actually, um, I I saw there's places where now they are building tree houses. I've seen that. And I am very invested into doing something like that. South Carolina State Parks actually have some really great, like, cabins, too. Okay. So we, we stayed at Santee State Park, which is uh, down near, uh, down east of Orangeburg. Uh, but uh, they have cabins that actually sit, like, out on the on the water, mm-hmm. like on the lake. Oh, wow. Uh, so you have to take like a little path out to it and then you get on a dock and walk out to it. But it's really cool. Um, so, yeah. So Clarence Thomas, who I, I imagine you probably have have read some of the things or heard some of the things that have gone the on. The foolery. Yes, yeah. I have. He, um, uh, he, he definitely seems to be taking in uh, as much as uh, and past what is allowed when it comes to uh, accepting gifts, mm-hmm. taking uh, money. I think his his mother-in-law or his mother may have had a home purchase yeah, for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this this so essentially here's here's what they're they're saying is that uh, apparently this RV he and his wife purchased, and then at some point after making a couple payments that are primarily interest based, uh, the loan was forgiven, mm-hmm. and the loan. Uh, was forgiven in a way that sort of, I guess, the individual that made the the forgiveness on the loan, it sounds like there may have been some potential decisions that were made. Mm-hmm. Some compromise. A, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, uh, despite the favorable nature of this 1999 loan and the lengthy extension uh, to make good on his obligations, uh, Justice Thomas failed to repay a significant portion of it, or perhaps any of it, uh, $267,230 was the principal, according to a new report from the Democratic members of the Senate Finance Committee who are doing an investigation into him. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the same Senate that has requested or has subpoenaed him, as well as Roberts and a couple of the other justices on certain things and has had uh, no <laughs> response. Listen, if someone is looking to get 267000 out of me, I'm going to them too. <laughs> I'm changing my number. I'm changing the address. Like... That is a lot of money. Yeah. He, sh- he he should know better, you know. I I suspect that he he knew what was going. I, I'm sure he did. Yeah. Please. Uh, he had options, and why not take advantage of it? Yeah. A lawyer for Justice Thomas, uh, Elliot S. Burke, disputed that the committee's findings, saying the loan was never actually forgiven, and the Thomases made all payments to Mr. Welters, who I guess is the one that financed the the RV for him. Uh, uh, and they made them on a regular basis until the terms of the agreement satisfied in full. And I feel like that's uh, open-ended enough that satisfied in full. I was literally about to do a quotation. Yeah, satisfied. satisfied. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that was uh, that, that. So this is just another notch in what is, I think, mm-hmm. the Clarence Thomas uh, situation. And I don't know how else to describe it except for it's a situation because if – Who's the who's the, uh, the is it the senator that's in uh, New Jersey Menendez? Not is that right? 
It's the it's the one that uh, accepted gifts from Saudi Arabia oh, oh, and, mm-hmm. or Egypt, mm-hmm. and he had literally bar- gold bars. Mm-hmm. Uh, gold bars. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on now. He he had the audacity to Google how much these gold bars mm-hmm. were worth. I did hear about that. Uh, so, it's a situation where I think that ultimately he should resign. Mm-hmm. If there's going to be an investigation, let there be an investigation. But you know go ahead and force, you know, he should resign because mm-hmm. obviously he's been compromised in some way, I suspect. Uh, but uh, on the Republican side, it doesn't seem, it's it's ultimately just forgiveness. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, Clarence Thomas may have done this. Well, you know, he only did it 27 <laughs> times. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is the same justice uh, that has also taken like, very elaborate vacations mm-hmm. with some extremely high-profile Republican donors, and I, I, I just, I, I don't understand how the line gets blurred so much uh, between what's right with these justices. I think everyone is just comfortable, you know. Like if it's not broke, why fix it, you know? And they're just gonna keep taking whatever is available. I feel like it, it's just the flat-out truth. Isn't it broke? It, it, what? It's yeah. been broke. <laughs> it, it's I mean, been it, broke. It feels broken. It, does, uh, it just doesn't make any sense. So, yeah. So, uh, Clarence Thomas is continuing to prove that he is uh, compromised. I guess I guess that's what I could say, is that Clarence Thomas is absolutely compromised. And if... Because if it was me accepting these gifts, uh, no, I, I can't put myself in that scenario. I, I just... <laughs> I can't do it. I, I, I can't imagine a scenario where... As a high-profile, and I have to say a politician because justices are now politicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I ultimately feel like I, I could not allow myself to get away with like something like that because you're going to get caught. Yeah, Clarence took it and he was like, "No take backs." Yeah, <laughs> like- that's essentially what he did. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Clarence Thomas. If you're watching or listening, mm-hmm. my suggestion is, is go ahead and come clean. You can keep everything you have. Uh, I'd prefer you not keep your job. but Because mm-hmm. uh, I think the only way for a justice to, to be expelled from the Supreme Court is they have to be uh, Im- impeached. I think, sure. I think I it's an impeachment. Pass away. Uh, well, <laughs> the, the way they hold on to these positions. There should also be, ter- there should also be like an 18-year limit, I think, on, on justices <laughs> being in place. Uh, the, uh, one of the other things I was going to ask you about, and, and I'm sorry, Preach isn't here for it as well, but uh, did you hear about this uh, former teacher in Missouri who made a million dollars on OnlyFans? What? Yeah. No. Yeah. So uh, former teacher Brianna Kopage uh, revealed to Fox News the staggering amount of money that she made from, uh, from, adult, from adult content that she was making on OnlyFans. Uh, the former Missouri teacher, former Missouri teacher, uh, who made headlines for having an OnlyFans account, said that she was she had made nearly a million dollars on the platform since she joined, uh, which was just this past summer. What? In six months, she made a million dollars. Kopish had been a teacher uh, for five years, spending the last two at the St. Clair High School as an English teacher uh, before resigning after her OnlyFans page was discovered by school administrators and she was put on administrative leave. So she noted that her annual teacher salary was $42,000, which apparently in our country is one of the lowest salaries mm-hmm. for teachers at all. I believe it. Five years as a teacher and was only making 42000 a year. Uh, I am embarrassed for teachers that, mm-hmm. that, that would 
have to admit that that's how much they made. I mean, I've, I, I know friends that are teachers that I think when they started teaching here in South Carolina, despite the fact that because they taught in South Carolina, uh, their student loans were repaid by the district that they went to work for. But, um, but she did most of this so that she could pay back her loans and then have an actual like financing stability yeah, yeah mm-hmm. to, to take care of herself uh she noted that her uh let's see missouri uh, she said quote missouri is one of the lowest uh, lowest states in the nation for teachers pay uh she told uh, a radio station and uh, this district that i was working for is also one of the lowest paying districts in the state she said i feel like times are tough i have student loans i have multiple degrees in education and it would be helpful for the extra money so uh, based on, let's see, on Kopech's teacher salary, she would have had to work in, for nearly 24 years to make the same amount of money that she was made uh, from the OnlyFans in less than six months. Uh, she said she now has tens of thousands of subscribers in OnlyFans and has far exceeded her teaching, uh, her, uh, her teaching um, salary, mm-hmm. obviously. I'm sure. Um, let's see, although her OnlyFans account posts sexually explicit content, uh, Kopage said she was uh, she avoided showing her face because of her job as a teacher. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I have not been on OnlyFans, <laughs> uh, not for long, but you can check it out. OnlyFans.com/slash/BarrettGruber. Uh, no, uh, so it, it's kind of a it's it's a it's a it's a it's a weird situation. I appreciate the fact that she took care of herself and right, and, got and that I taken feel like um, and they probably and honestly they should ha- update the classes and curriculum anyway. There should be more like career oriented classes earlier and stuff and just life classes whatever that consists of but to knock her for getting a side hustle like what i yeah i i feel like if it wasn't having an impact on her teaching it's not right. like she was like she didn't have a child in the background there's there's <laughs> nothing in the article yeah there's nothing in the article that indicates that she did any only fans uh content at school mm, right so right I, it's kind of like if you're going to let Clarence Please, Thomas if, get away what, with stuff. What if some of them uh, teachers was like one of the uh, subscribers? You know, like how, how did, it doesn't say how they found out, right? No. Okay. It could have been an admin <laughs> yeah. who, who was on OnlyFans, <laughs> not minding a business. Yeah. You know, they, you know, it was a bunch of haters. So I, it is what it is. It, but it's it unfortunate. Is, that is that is how it, it feels. It and it's it's discouraging. That and a teachers... lot of people want to like be uh, entrepreneurs now. They like they see what is going on in the world. They see the pay. They're like, man, I'm not wasting my time. And some people just don't even want to go to school now. No, because they're just like, I'd rather just start a career because this is what am I paying for? Yeah, you know, it's too much. And so I, I completely understand why people have to, you know, have their own side hustle. But we gotta just mind our business, stay at our lane. You know. Where Where did you go to school? So I'm in school now. Okay. So, uh, yes, uh, shout out to uh, Arizona Global Campus. There you go. They have actually uh, switched their uh, their days about three times to sort of get questionable. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to stick beside them. As long as they have their accreditation, <laughs> you know, that's I'm gonna stick all that Because I'm always, almost at the finish line. So, I'm, you know, once again, I'm going to mind my business. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, look, I, I have... I, I have a family member who who went to life college for chiropractic uh-huh. uh, and he graduated and then within two years they completely lost their accreditation because uh, of I guess money situations with the, the president but like if you go back and you watch some of the YouTube videos of life college commercials <laughs> the president always had himself in these commercials and he looked like uh, and, and I, I hate judging people by the way they look because you know I'm opening the door but <laughs> 
he was uh, uh, he he was an old white man with like long, fluffy white hair. He he looked he looked like an occult leader. Oh man, did he have shades and a black hat with an S S on it? Yeah, with a, with a CS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did he? Did he? This guy is not ever going to leave a cult. <laughs> Sorry, Zach. Never. I don't think you're ever going to leave a cult. Gonna, okay. All uh, right. False alarm. He, he may false join alarm. a cult. And I, in fact, I think that's the emblem of the that's cult. That's it, right there. Right there? Yeah. It. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. She's. She. We, I told her that she could hold up Zach and Trent's uh, so faces just you know? to, uh, just so they felt like they were here. Uh, but yeah. So uh, no, I, I. I have not graduated from any university. And that was, and ultimately, I am. I would encourage my children that unless there is something specific that you want to do mm-hmm. that 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 involves the necessity of having a degree or a doctorate or something mm-hmm. like that, absolutely, take out the loans because I'm probably not paying for it. <laughs> but but ultimately, yeah, I just I think that that if if that's the situation, if it's a job like that, but but if not, then go to a trade school and, mm-hmm. and, and learn, you know, like I, I've told my son several times, I said, just, you know, you can stay in the house after you graduate from high school, as long as you go to school full time. But if you're going to school full time, just get a computer science degree mm-hmm. because computer science degree, five years, you're making 75,000 within another 10 years, you're making, or with another five years, you're making a hundred. So just, just do that. Just, and then, and then do what you want you know, aside from that, you'll, mm-hmm. you'll have the time, you'll have a good job. You know, it's, that's, that's the, uh, that's the idea. So, um, I was going to talk to about, uh, talk to you about some of the, the voting. Uh, cause despite the fact that today is, uh, technically the, the episode drops on November 13th, mm-hmm. uh, we record on Wednesdays obviously. <clears throat> and, uh, yesterday was uh, election day here in, in yes, the States. It was election day. It was my birthday. It was, <laughs> it was lit. You know, it was lit. I must, I must say that. <laughs> how did, how did things go in Charleston? Uh, Charleston, I am actually, I was surprised by some of the, uh, results, which I'm not going to say, cause I realized you know, they'll probably already see it. But uh, I was surprised um, in some of the uh, results. But one, I will say, um, when I went to go vote, um, the poll uh, watcher, she was like, I recognize you. I was like, I know, because I'm your outside girl. You know, I know you probably do recognize me because I'm here on time every time. You know, so that, <laughs> that made me feel good. Um, but I, I will say that I was surprised because uh, a lot of the people that I feel are the qualified are always never the, yeah. the, the chosen answer. It is unfortunate. And then when it does uh, happen, you're always like, well, are they going to run again? You know, is this what's going to, you know, defeat them or, you know, not make them? Because um, some of the people that ran, this is like their second time trying, you know? Oh, yeah. So, if, so I'm always like, are they going to try again? You know, it's always that pause where you got to figure out well, what's next. But hopefully they continue. Because, I mean, that's how life is. There's going to be one winner, one loser, you know. But hopefully they continue to still be outside, to be advocates, and, you yeah. know, still fight, continue. I, I think that's uh, – and that's what I hear more often than not is that um, the first time people run for an office that – especially for Democrats – is that they usually have to run again mm-hmm. before they, they – you know, or they have to build on uh, – Bill Bill Kimmler and, and, and Dr. Jamil were on last week, and that was one of the things that they talked about was that, you know – the likelihood is you're not going to win that first election. And I, I agree. I think it's really mm-hmm. hard, uh, especially in South Carolina. Charleston may be a little different. You go over to Richland County on the west side or east side of Columbia, it's, it might be a little different. But, like, Lexington is extremely, mm. like, pro, 
uh, I, I almost said pro MAGA, and it is. <laughs> I think I think parts of it are, but it is uh, it is a very red county. My district, I think, based on the people that live in in my district, uh, just my neighbors and whatnot, I feel like we have a fairly high level of diversity, and I would think that that of that in that diversity that there would be tendencies to vote more Democrat. But I think really the issue is that people just aren't coming out to vote. Mm-hmm. So as in in the positions that you hold currently, what are some of the things that you all do to try and encourage uh, minorities uh, to, to actually come out and vote? So I um, earlier you mentioned I was the chair of the Low Country Young uh, Democrats. Uh, shout out to y'all. <laughs> um, but we do uh, social events, but then we also have our business events. And I say business as in um, we alternate. We do Zoom and then we go outside the next month uh, because some people prefer to just, you know, be in the comfort of their house, which is fine. But at some point, you got to get outside. Yeah. You can't just be behind the screen talking all of that and, you know, formulating your opinions and have more questions and answers. So that's why we make sure to alternate that we are still going outside and we're going to wherever the need is. Um, so we actually have a, a ugly Christmas sweater oh, nice. <laughs> event coming up. So it's just like little things like that, that uh, we, we make sure that we come together because uh, just talking about politics can get real heavy. Yeah. It, it could get it could go either left or right, depending on, you know, the receiver and the sender. So it's great that we just meet outside either at to go get grab food and that way it's just a light area we could just talk amongst like-minded people and then um you know next month we'll have our ugly christmas sweater so it's a house party this time (laughs) so it's gonna be fun but yeah we just try to you know and our demographic is the uh 40 and under okay so we're very i'm not in that demographic well so we call you um um we call it a young dem at heart (laughs) You're a young um, But then I'm also part of a nonprofit called uh, Positive Vibes Rajane Smith Incorporated. Um, so that's uh, a not yes, right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, so it's a nonprofit. I should have put this over in front of you. I know, right? I would have been hitting the whole time. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's a great nonprofit. Uh, it's, it's built out of tragedy, unfortunately. Uh, so the owner, the parents, uh, their daughter, she passed away at 14 due to gun violence. She just went outside to hang out with friends. Oh. And it was like a group of teenagers. It was like a block party and for whatever reason someone uh did what they did and so she passed away um so we do things like just giving back yeah because it's like you never know what someone's needs is you know some people keep it internally they don't want to talk about it they can walk around with a smile on their face so we just try to take moments where we're receiving the needs of the community and doing what we can to give back in whatever capacity that is yeah no that's 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 great and i i hate that for you know her parents obviously Mm -hmm. because uh, I think that's having children. Ultimately, that's that's one of your greatest fears is them being injured or or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, um, but it sounds like they did something positive with that. And absolutely. And so that's that's great. And and uh, un- unfortunately, I, I feel like the the there are so many people that fight against this idea that that the gun violence they they have this weird idea that gun violence isn't caused by guns. Mm-hmm. That that people cause the violence okay so i believe if you really think that gun violence is only caused by people and not because of the tools they're using then why not regulate that why not regulate the people now absolutely because i always um, feel like 
we should move past saying only uh, gun violence awareness. Because I feel like at this point, we are aware that there is gun yeah. violence. I think what we need to be using our time to say is uh, gun reform policy. Yeah. Like, I feel like we're already aware that there's gun That's obvious. Now let's switch and start talking about these policies. Like, keep saying gun violence policy. Keep saying all of that. So I think that is where the focus is. Yeah, I... I um I, I, you know, I, I own guns and I am licensed to own them. And I, I, I do the test. I did the testing to get them. Uh, I try to keep up with my uh, skills, but I pra ultimately like at home, I practice uh, absolute gun safety because the guns, the guns that I own are not anywhere uh, available where my children can get to them. Mm -hmm. uh, they, it, and, and the idea of, uh, someone coming into my house and me having to use a gun to protect us doesn't occur to me. Mm -hmm. A gun is absolutely the worst tool in that situation because what if I'm wrong? What if, mm -hmm. what if what I heard wasn't a, a, an intruder? What if what I heard was one of my children? Mm -hmm. And so I don't even have the ga the access to the gun. I, and, and I'll be honest with you. I, in the last six, eight, ten months, I have actually given consideration to go ahead and selling the guns back to whatever dealer mm -hmm. because I find more often than not, I, I don't even have a desire to have them. When we was uh, coming over here, you know how, um, as you guys can see, it's dark outside. It is, so it is dark. My friend was like, are you sure that uh, <laughs> it's, it's safe for you to be up there? <laughs> There was, she was like, thank goodness you're not going by yourself. And I was th I was trying to tell her, I was like, man, uh, I, I feel like I could take Bear in a thumb wrestle. Like, I feel like I could probably take him down. I'm not elderly. <laughs> I it's not elderly. a, it's, it's, it's you're, you, you, I'm four years, five years outside of your 40 under demographic. That's not a. Very true. But I was like, nah, he's, 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 there a I was lot like, of he's violence good. that goes on. Yeah, after I was like, he's good. I was like, he's good. But it was more of, as we kept getting closer, but we said we did pay attention to the time change. But yeah, I was like, it was just sunny like three seconds ago. Yeah, I'll, I'll say And that then I blink and boom. We're, we're recording right now from one of the picnic tables uh, outside uh, or inside of the Gibson Park Pond, actually. And this is a, this is a, a, a park that was actually revitalized after the, the floods of 2015. Uh, the dam that's back there actually burst open oh, wow. uh, and, and, and sent something like 40 million cubic, uh, cubic inches of water oh, wow. uh, down to where it then took out the next dam. Oh, wow. So this, this park was completely revitalized over the last, uh, last seven, eight years. Uh, they rebuilt the dam. Uh, the pond is now stocked with fish. I come out here on occasion uh, mm -hmm. with my kayak and, and kayak around the pond, and I go up into the swampy area up, up at the end. But there's no alligators here. You okay. guys have alligators in Charleston. We there's do. no alligators here. We do. The water's the water's the water's too cold here. Um, I also wanted to talk about uh, some of the voting that went on yesterday nationally. Which uh, uh, did you pay any attention to, uh, like Ohio? No, I did not. Oh, the places that um, I, I woke up and was refreshing um, my feed. But yesterday. I did uh, election night uh, bar hopping. Oh, because oh. they all—they always have open bar. They don't. I don't think they. An election night. I don't think they do that here in Columbia. Okay. Oh well, it's Charleston. Charleston. <laughs> Something's in the water, but yeah, I was bar hopping at all. Everyone's watch party. That's cool. Uh, yeah, and I told you it was my birthday too. So well, it yeah, was that's like... true. It was your birthday. That's true. <laughs> so I woke up and then like refreshed to see like results, but I was like mm -mm, in the moment. Does that work well when it's your birthday and election night and there's already election bar hopping? Do you have to pay for any of your drinks? I don't. See? I do not. 
benefit. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so Ohio actually uh, legalized abortion up to 24 weeks. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That is now that. Uh, constitutional. And mm-hmm. after 30 days from the election. Give them a ding. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You know? No, that's, exactly. a, that's, a, that's, a, that's an extended winner's, exactly. winner's ding. Uh, they get another extended winner's ding because they also legalized marijuana. Oh, yeah, that's right. Recreational marijuana that's is right. now legalized in uh, in Ohio. Wow. And I, I am still dumbfounded that South Carolina <laughs> that used to have a serious uh, tobacco crop uh, that is now all in uh, Asia. Okay. Basically all of the tobacco that used to be grown mm-hmm. in South Carolina has been moved overseas and it's, it's and, and, and that is we are so we are devoid of a cash crop uh, in South Carolina and I cannot believe that we haven't legalized marijuana or the growing of marijuana whether it's medical or recreational mm-hmm. that that there's that no one is jumping on this opportunity to seize a market that isn't that is just not. You came close as far as like uh, it has been discussion, but yeah. we can't just we can't ever get across the finish line. Like no. we get almost there. And and so we had a house bill. Uh, was it last year? I mm-hmm. think there was a house bill that was on that that was going to or that that, that was set in. And actually had pretty broad support between both parties mm-hmm. uh, until one particular representative s- s- jumped up and said, "Well, this isn't mm-hmm. this isn't a budgetary bill." Mm-hmm. And then it got nixed. And then it got nixed. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know that uh, McMaster's would have signed that into mm-hmm. law. And I feel like it was just lip service for some of us in South Carolina that it was kind of a here's we're we're, we're toying with the idea, mm-hmm. but we're going to screw it up mm-hmm. because of legislative issues. I read an article where McMaster. Um, um, had gotten in trouble in college for like uh, getting high. Does that that doesn't surprise me in the least? Yeah, it's like he got in trouble for either selling or he 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 smoked it, something like that. And I was like, you know, my my my, you know how people just throw stones. John Boehner was Speaker of the House before Nancy Pelosi's first Speaker of the House, and when he left uh, or when he resigned and or, or when he when he I guess retired. Uh, he got into marijuana, like mm. uh, marijuana business. And I think that that is very telling. Look, I, we, uh, my family had farmland in Kentucky. And one of the things that I kept saying that we could do is if uh, le- they legalized industrial hemp. Mm-hmm. And uh, they put out, uh, they, they created, I guess, licenses for people to lottery system. They were going to bid on them. And you could you could actually go ahead and get... A, uh, you could get a license, uh, and and I waited and waited for them to finally release it. When they did release it, I went and signed on. I got us in there, and then the next thing I found out was that all of the permits that had been granted were all granted to Mitch McConnell's family oh, in wow. Kentucky. So mm-hmm. they see the benefit of it, especially financially, mm-hmm. but they they they. Well, in that situation, because I mean, you can grow industrial hemp here in South Carolina if you have a uh, a, a permit for mm-hmm. it. Uh, but yeah, it just it it feels like we have to push past this. What is it going to take for South Carolina to legalize marijuana? Because it's not. I I, I don't think getting a Joe Cunningham in, in there is going to do anything because the legislature is still going to be controlled by the Republicans and they'll, they'll never send that bill across because he will sign it before it hits his desk. Mm-hmm. Like it'll be in midair and he'll be like, ah. <laughs> but like it, it just, it just seems to me that it doesn't make any sense for them to continue to hold out on this because all of the research that's done around marijuana indicates that there are s- major health benefits mm-hmm. to it. 
and there aren't really any health negatives. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't work in the medical industry, but I believe those to be true. Mm -hmm. I think they're true, too. Okay. Especially all the... um, I I watch a lot of TV shows. Sure, yeah. And I see... From uh, the difference in the drugs um, yeah. when it comes to the, the storylines. I watched I watch Narcos. That's a true story. <laughs> no, I definitely feel like uh, I feel like they they could uh, benefit from um, just the money that the the um, everyone could get back by yeah. selling it. You know, they could raise the teachers' pay. <laughs> yeah, throw a little some Sunday way. You know, there would be the money for uh, education, mm-hmm. uh, roads. Yes. I mean, you, you, you basically, it's the same thing. I, I, I feel like the same thing when it comes to like legalized gambling, like the only people that it's really going to hurt are the people that, that potentially are too weak to not control it themselves mm-hmm. with it. Uh, I think the same goes with any marijuana. I mean, you've got other States in the West that like Oregon or Washington, uh, which one, but they, they basically legalized all drugs mm. because addiction is not. Addiction is not just because the drugs are available. Addiction is a disease. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's alcohol or drugs, it's it's a disease and it's something that needs medical treatment, not not to make it illegal just to as a as a way of, of saying, you know, you can't do it, so mm-hmm. you won't. You can't do it doesn't mean you won't. You exactly. can't do it means you'll find sneaky ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so, but treating it like, I, and that's another thing, like, you legalize marijuana, and, and and even if even if pharmaceuticals wound up getting control of the whole thing, and we're you know they're making the most money off of it, you know as long as you have a good tax structure for it, and those pharmaceuticals are paying their taxes, that's money back into the system. So mm-hmm. it, it just it it seems like it would be beneficial all around. Mm-hmm. So, I, but how how do you how do you convince Republicans that are of an age that speaking of outside of your demographic, most of Republicans in this state that are holding offices are, I still believe, I don't want to sound ageist, but I think they're too old to be holding those positions anymore. I think that they're too old, but I feel like you, if it was something with the financial on the end of it, I think that they would definitely uh, tighten up and and be more open-minded. I don't know what kind of conversation or whatever, but it's a numbers game. I feel like uh, what we're doing now, since they have the power, all they they have to do is say no, and it's just no. Right. But I feel like if we're going to change your mind, it's either we get some... uh, other people with like-minded, you know, in, in those positions, or maybe it could be a money situation. Like, here's the numbers that could, we could bring in, you know, but if we change our thought process and, and actually uh, bank on some of this. Yeah. So. Here's, here's an idea, Republicans. Uh, you can lower the taxes in the state for anyone you want to if you legalize marijuana <laughs> and and allow that to be taxed. Mm-hmm. And and you can tax it at whatever whatever rate you want. Yes. I mean, it and just... You throw Trent in. Oh, yeah. Half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trent, Trent... You also get a Trent. If Trent's not going to get pulled over anymore... <laughs> not to air his business. Uh, that's, his, that's his story to tell. Yeah, I just... It, uh, so, I mean, congratulations, Ohio. I, I, I yes. know Ohio is sort of a swing state, or it used to be at one time uh, in the last few years. But, like... You know, there's an opportunity, and then and then them legalizing abortion to the to 24 weeks, which is pretty much widely accepted, is mm-hmm. that is that is the point at which a birth is viable mm-hmm. or a child a, a fetus is viable that it's it's going to progress all the way to birth, and the fact that that Ohio now 
a red state that voted for Trump twice uh, has now codified into their constitution that abortion is 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 legal. Uh, that I think is very telling of how things are going. Mm-hmm. So the Supreme Court basically ruled that it was up to the states to decide whether abortion was legal. And I appreciate at least the legislature of Ohio in allowing the voters to make that decision. Mm-hmm. So just just to look at some of the numbers based on this, uh, the uh, of course it, it won by about 50, it was a 57% to 43. And uh, the numbers uh, as far as who voted in favor of it, uh, ages 18 to 29, it was 77%, 30 to 44, 68%. Uh, it started dwindling after that. 45, mm. 45 to 64 was 53%, and then it did not pass with anyone over the age of 65. Mm, that speaks volumes. I, why are these people concerned at all about abortion? <laughs> For real. How many, how many, how many 65-year-olds are out there getting pregnant and being like, I can't carry this baby to term? Uh, apparently a lot, if they are this much involved. It must be some somebody out there... Uh, a, com- a committee, a backdoor club yeah. that, that we are not aware. They have a secret knock to get in. <laughs> it <laughs> comes with yogurt and a spoon. Exactly. In some cases, a straw. You know, their day starts at 12. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, the as far as races go for abortion, pretty much. I mean, I, I it, it was 57. I, I would have loved to have seen it. Like, it would have been really great if it had been like 80-20. Mm-hmm. Like if, but the the... It, it actually all races it passed wow so that's that's a pretty big deal mm-hmm. uh, with the marijuana uh, again every every age demographic up to 65 uh, it passed uh, 65 they were like nah are they like the boomers yeah I don't know that's what I'm saying they're just, it's just they're just in that mentality maybe still or maybe it's a power struggle to not change and norm but it doesn't. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me how they can make decisions like that. Mm-hmm. You know, or that. Or that. That. So here's the thing. I, I. I am ultimately of the belief that I would like a small government that uses the taxes that I already give, and that I would. I, I don't mind paying taxes. I, I. It's. I feel like it's my responsibility. And and even when I fight the IRS on some things, I. Uh, I still pay my taxes. Uh, but when it comes to uh, things that I don't think the government should have its hands in, like mm-hmm. abortion and m- marijuana, mm-hmm. uh, why is it that these people can't just say, well, I just don't want to do it? Why, right. why, why, do, why does everyone 65 and older feel like they have to influence everyone younger than them? Right. Do they even have driver license? <laughs> are they mailing in their votes? Votes like this are what make me want to take away your voter right. ID. Exactly. Like, how are you getting to this poll? Uh, try it, you know? Like, please. Yeah. I'm almost, I, I'm, I'm having, you've worked polls. Mm-hmm. I've, I've worked polls. Uh, I know that they arrive in buses. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, their church rounds them up mm-hmm. and then brings them to, to vote. I, I know exactly how that happens. Uh, real quick, uh, Kentucky re-vo- uh, re-elected uh, Andy Bashir, who right. a, who's, a, who's a Democrat. Now, he has distanced himself from Biden lately, uh, but ultimately, I think that was probably mostly just for the election. This is his last term, and mm-hmm. which, because I, I, I think in Kentucky, they also have a two-term limit as far as election. You can be elected two terms. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think this gives him the opportunity 
to potentially bolster more Democrats. Mm -hmm. And based on the map that voted for him, there was a lot of coal country in there, like on the eastern side of Kentucky that, 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 that went his direction. So he's, I think that he's doing some positive things you get a for, oh, yeah, there you go. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, I often forget that this is even here. You know, as, as, we all as, have a role to play. That's right. <laughs> but, but Kentucky, Kentucky could potentially be the next state that legalizes marijuana because tobacco was big in Kentucky as well. That would be shocking. Uh, I, I just think that, 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 that you know, Andy Bashir, Governor Bashir, could potentially bring about uh, some change. And I, I ultimately, I think anyone that enters their last, specific, specifically mm-hmm. their last term, that's when they're able to do the most mm-hmm. good because they're not constantly worrying about the next election. Lindsey Graham, you could do a lot of good if this was your last term. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. that's that's all I'll say about that. Also, uh, Virginia House and Senate uh, went Democratic. And I, think I missed that one. So, Mm-mm. so Virginia, um, Virginia, uh, back during Trump, uh, both the House and the Senate in Virginia were both, they both went Republican. And then they elected uh, this numbskull uh, as governor, and I can't remember his name. I know, exactly Youngkin. Tell, yeah, 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 I can't think elect, of his name. Mm-hmm. They, they yes. elected Youngkin as their governor, and so basically Virginia, which is typically a blue state, I mean, I think it goes back and forth, it's, it's a purple state, but it... It had always been pretty much Democrat. It was governor, House, and Senate were all, you know. Uh, but, you know, the governor, Yunkin, was not up for re-election this time. Mm-hmm. But I I think the writing's on the wall. I think I think the possibility of them having uh, a, someone come in there next year uh, as, a, as a good, viable Democratic candidate, I think Virginia winds up turning. Mm-hmm. And then see that. legalizing marijuana and abortion. I thought that they were. Maybe it's West Virginia. I could have sworn one of them was already legalized. See, I think you're right. It's either Virginia or I West think it's Virginia. Virginia. One of them is legalized. Because I remember when I heard it, I was surprised. I was like, man, South Carolina, like even Virginia. <laughs> I, I ultimately, I think I, it is. I think that it's going to take North Carolina, Georgia, and Florida to all legalize marijuana mm-hmm. before South Carolina like, goes. With we're our missing powers out. combined, yeah. like you know, like let's do it. <laughs> I, Let's do it now. <laughs> if that's what it takes, if that's what it takes, then that, I'll take it. So, but yeah, so so the Democratic Party now holds uh, Virginia and the Senate. So, do you have any news? Um, I had. Um, I, I think Trent would appreciate this. I, I actually had a conspiracy theory. You guys Did, haven't done done we one in a while. We, yeah, we haven't done conspiracy theories in a while. And uh, so let me uh, let me let me cue okay. up the music cue for you music. because uh, ultimately. Uh, if you're going to do uh, <laughs> transpiracies, then you definitely need to make sure that you have the music. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, okay, you want me to go ahead, share? Yeah, please. So um, apparently the conspiracy is that only certain people are being elected for president because they're apparently somehow related. Okay. All right. So I know that there are some father-son duos in the lineup, you know. Yeah. But John Adams, John Quincy Adams. This uh, website was trying to connect um, Clinton to to uh, Obama. And I was like, oh, no, you, you had me process it and consider it. But then you put the, the two opposites beside each other as a reference. But, yeah, they were saying that uh, it's like a big deal, um, apparently. Um, and I didn't validate this website. <laughs> but they were like, yeah, a lot of the uh, people that are picked are somehow um, apparently like related somewhere in there timeline so i i can kind of go along with i can i i think i can see 
because we're all related. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, because like when 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 we did my family, have you ever done the the ancestry.com? Yes, or, my yeah. mom did it because she was adopted. So oh, she did interesting. It. Mm-hmm. Did she find out? She was did. she adopted like with no with uh, with no known no known birth parents or? Um, yeah. So her her adoption was closed. So it, yeah. it was a struggle for her to even um, look into it. But because she did the um, ancestry, someone else in her family had did it. Connected. And that's how they were connected. So she had to go through a third option to figure it out. So, but she found out. We, yeah, we found out. Well, we've we've done our ancestry, and it we've we've gone all the way back to like the 1400s because. Oh, wow. Well, as a white guy. Yeah, yeah, there, uh, yeah. They've been keeping track of this for like 800 years. Exactly. You know, the the Catholic Church kept track of all of that and everything. So that was so that's made it easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in our goings through. Uh, we did find out, just like virtually everyone else apparently in the United States, is in some way related to Abraham Lincoln. Mm. That's always that's always the one you hear is like, mm-hmm. oh, related to Abraham. Yeah. No. <laughs> so we weren't related blood wise. Mm-hmm. We were actually related to a we we made it all the way to a cousin who is related to Mary Todd Lincoln. Oh wow! Lincoln. So then you have to drop down a branch and then go up to mm-hmm. you know drop down to the kids and then go over. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, there's some there's some separation there, but yeah, uh, it is. Uh, I want to say, I think this conspiracy could potentially be true. Not, it could, not, not like a hundred percent, but like a forty percent. There might be some truth. Not, yeah, not in the sense that, uh, not in the sense that maybe uh, that there's some conspiracy to like keep all of the elections or all of the presidents like in the family. Yeah, because. I I I really find it hard to believe. Well, I don't. I, I guess if we have more elected more black presidents, mm-hmm. then they could be related to Thomas Jefferson, mm-hmm. uh, or 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 Bill uh, Clinton. Yeah, or Bill Clinton. <laughs> sure. Uh, you know, he look. Admittedly, uh, he's he's done some things in his. Yeah. Uh, but I if if uh, if if Michelle and Barack were to ever have a split, I feel like George Bush would be in there quick. <laughs> he would be in there? He loves Michelle Obama. Oh man, he trying to be somebody pappy again. I I <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know I don't at their at his age. At his she's age. what? She's what? Fifty Listen, she's not, I, I she's will not never uh, acknowledge a black woman's age at a certain you That's know, fair. At their certain, you know, you just, you know, what's understood don't gotta be explained. <laughs> that's a that's fair, and I and I have to stop doing that <laughs> because uh, I am really bad about like figuring out how uh-huh. old somebody is just based on how they look. Mm-hmm. Uh, because ultimately, there are people that I used to work with that I'd be like, he's 112. <laughs> they're like, no, there's no way he's 112. He he graduated the same. He graduated. He was born the same year as my mom, and she's only 50. Da 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 da. And it's mm-hmm. like it's like yeah, but he's 112. <laughs> I have to, I, I'm, I'm terrible and, and I'm terrible at, about asking people their mm-hmm. age, which is why when you, when we announced that it was your birthday, I did not ask you, uh, I, I refrained and I, and, and it took a lot it for me lot. to not ask. <laughs> uh, nice. You're learning, you know, I know it's under 40. It is. Cause if, uh, cause if you're partying in the, uh, in the under 40, exactly. Got and it, I feel like 40. to be a young Democrat, uh, you probably have to be under I feel like a young Democrat, I feel like is anyone under, um, <laughs> here we go. Anyone, no, no, I'm prepared. Is anyone under like 59? I feel like when I'm in my fifties, 
I, I don't like people to label me as old because it's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I am only in my 50s. I'm not old. I may be older, you know, but I'm not old. I confess that I think that, that 45 will be plenty. Will if, be I, plenty. If, I, if I get through 45, mm-hmm. then, then that'll be fine. That'll be fine. I, uh, I, 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 you know, the, the kids will be set. The, the, the insurance will take care of. <laughs> By this point, the ins- life insurance is completely set in. It doesn't matter what I do to myself. They'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that'll take care of them for the rest of their life. That, that should be good. Yeah, we're just living for other people right now. That's right. <laughs> so you don't have any announcements or anything that you're considering doing here in the near future or anything you don't want to? I, I I am. I do, but I don't want to say it yet. Okay. Yes. Okay. You know. I'm excited. Yes. We internally talk amongst each other, as y'all can see. Yeah. Uh, but yes, so hopefully I, I have some announcements to make myself. I know? think I... I think that you should make that announcement, okay. uh, and and I want to I want to be there when you do. Okay. Because I uh, I, I would be excited for you. Thank there, you. There are other people I, I think as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would really like to see Brandon Upson mm-hmm. make an announcement. Yeah. For his own career mm. in, in politically. Yes, absolutely. He um, he can like turn water to wine like he has a way with words like i'd be like i don't want this stale bread but because you sell it to me i'm gonna buy it you I, don't, know? I don't i don't even need him to I, you know he doesn't have to run for governor he doesn't have to but but brandon if you're listening i, I, I just want to sit next to you because <laughs> I, I love he does he I has love an aura. talking to him on the phone he does he is so positive yeah uh, so, uh, but we, we, we mentioned, uh, Matt Villardebo one time was going to be joining us, uh, but he unfortunately is in, uh, Washington DC. He actually sent me a message when he landed. Uh, but it looks like based on his Facebook, he's got an announcement coming up. Oh, so, uh, so we'll, we'll, is the season. we'll you try know? and, we'll try and pin him. Oh, absolutely. You know? And, and that's the thing is like, even, even, I don't know what he's running for, but mm-hmm. even running for like state seats that you can't, uh, you can't go and put your, uh, you, you can't actually go ahead and, 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 and get yourself listed for the candidacy yet. Uh, or, or, or go ahead and I don't even know. I can't, I can't think of what it's called. See ageism. <laughs> um, but, uh, when you go and register with the state as a candidate, uh, that doesn't even start to like March. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have candidates that for the Democratic Party that are already starting to build yeah. their campaigns. Bill yeah. and Jamil are are already working mm-hmm. on. Uh, they're getting. They're they're working on. Get, they I think they have a campaign manager lined up because they're going to do a dual campaign. Uh, they have a campaign manager lined up. They have a uh, treasurer with mm-hmm. an accounting degree. Apparently, if you listen mm-hmm. to their episode, that's that was their big announcement. Uh, but as well, they have a. They they have. They're looking at the their campaign office. So. Uh, you know, I, I think that's probably the best way to do it, and 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 go ahead and get started early. Go ahead and start yep. walking the streets, and yep. you know, you make you make all those contacts now. Then then it's uh, it, you build off of that, and mm-hmm. I think that I think that getting started early for the Democrats is probably going to be the best way to to potentially make uh, make some seat changes. Yep. So. And then you'll you'll let us know what you're doing. And then I'll let you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Erica, I really appreciate you driving literally all the way up to Charleston (laughs) to sit in the cold, uh, in the dark with me Mm -hmm. to record an episode. I appreciate your friend Angelina. That Mm -hmm. I I could only see a silhouette of her. She was she was somewhere out here. Uh, But really, thank you very much for coming up. Absolutely. And 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 I hope uh, we we can do this remotely next time if you want. (laughs) I no, have, I want to come back and see the whole the whole group. We'll get and that experience. That we'll we'll absolutely get that worked out uh, for sure. So, uh, thank you again. Yes, very much. Absolutely. Uh, I'm just gonna wrap up the show. 
So this was episode number 181 of the All About Nothing podcast. Uh, thank you very much, Erica, for being here. Uh, Preach will be on again with us soon. I have absolutely no doubt. Uh, and I just want to uh, uh, comment that his gallery that he mentioned on the show that uh, opened uh, is they are in the process of getting things set up and they're going to be opening it uh, here in the next, next while. But uh, I don't have a firm date on it. But when they do, uh, we are definitely going to be recording from there. Uh, because it's uh, it's going to be it's it's going to be awesome. Uh, the, awesome. The whole idea behind the gallery and, and what it is that they're doing is uh, is just going to be really really cool and I think really good for Columbia. So uh, look forward to that. Um, make sure to uh, to share the episodes uh, with your family and friends. That's how we get new listeners. Uh, you can also check out our webpage, theallaboutnothing.com. And if you think our financial model of giving away free content and entertainment is silly and you're in the giving mood, please consider becoming an official nothinger by joining our membership uh, or becoming a member for the All About Nothing podcast. Uh, there's a support link at the top of our website that you can click on that'll take you to a page where you can pull, select uh, different tiers that give you early access and exclusive content. Uh, and if you'd like to just give a one-time donation, that's there as well. Uh, we are happy to take your money. Uh, if you'd like to join in the conversation as well, we have a Discord channel that you can actually make comments. Our friend Daniel, uh, Dan, uh, Daniel, uh, I know I was going to mess it up. <laughs> Our friend Daniel, who uh, who actually ran for district, uh, I believe it was 13 or 14 in uh, near Greenwood. Uh, he 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 comments on our Discord channel mm -hmm. fairly frequently, so I respond to him. Mm -hmm. uh, but he's he's fantastic as well. Daniel Duncan, man. Daniel Duncan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ding ding ding. ding. Uh, they, yeah, they go. <laughs> Missed it again. <laughs> this is why I need Trent. I need you. To, I need you to take care of this. Uh, so uh, again, please subscribe to the show, like, follow, and uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Threads, Instagram, all of that stuff. That's why you find out when new episodes come out. Or if you're just subscribed to the podcast, uh, you'll get a notification uh, when when the episodes are available Monday mornings every every single week. So and do yes, please do. That's how Erica found me. Yes, actually, that's not true. Erica didn't find me. I was introduced to Erica at the uh, the the fry the the fish fry. And uh, and I feel like I awkwardly stood there too long. I, I actually already knew about you before that from Jenny. Oh, that's right. Yes, Jenny told me all about you guys. Jenny just celebrated her birthday, too. She did. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. All right. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Everybody, you all stay safe and uh, keep listening to the podcast and subscribe. Get your friends and family to subscribe. Thank you, Erica, for being here. Yes. The All About Nothing podcast is produced and engineered by me, Barrett Gruber. Thanks to Cake for our intro music, Sick of You. You can follow everything Cake the Band at cakemusic.com. Thanks to Muff the Producer for our outro music. You can follow Muff on Instagram at Muff the Producer. I am Barrett Gruber. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Barrett Gruber or visit my link tree slash Barrett Gruber. Want to support the show? Visit our webpage, theallaboutnothing.com and become a member. There are several tiers available, including memberships that give you early access to episodes as well as exclusive content. Visit theallaboutnothing.com. To find links to our social media, merchandise, and past episodes, visit theallaboutnothing.com. If you'd like to be heard on the show, you can call and leave us a message. Dial 803-672-0533. If the time between these episodes is more than you can handle, check out our partner podcast. Zach and I host What the Pod Was That with Carrie Simmons. Visit whatthepodwasthat.com for links and details. Ami takes a deep dive down the rabbit hole in episodes of Welcome to Wonderland. Available on all the podcast platforms. Visit wtwlpod.com for details. As well, you can listen to the political and social conversation between Dr. Jamella Brooks and Bill Kimmler on Black, White, and Blue in the South. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe Subscribe and share this show. If you're on YouTube, please like and hit the notification bell. Thank you for listening. The
the preceding podcast is a product of Big Media and copyright 2023, all rights reserved. This episode of the All About Nothing podcast is brought to you by Blank Canvas Brand. If you own a business, restaurant, or sports team and you're ready to shake things up with that new, unique image, you need to use Blank Canvas Brand. Blank Canvas specializes in brand identity, including logos and graphics for business cards, flyers, banners, and signs. Blank Canvas offers printing services to help with your clothing needs. Look, when it comes to talent and service, there is no one better. For more information, you can search Facebook for Blank Canvas, or you can email blankcanvas at theallaboutnothing.com. That's B-L-N-K-C-A-N-V-S at theallaboutnothing.com. You can find links in the Friends of the Pod section of our website. Visit theallaboutnothing.com.